Well, welcome to the Itchy Tasty Podcast, where I am with my friend James Bond and Johnny English. That, yeah, that made sense. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, thanks for that, Jazz. Yeah, this is Itchy Tasty Podcast, where we talk about all things survival horror. Uh, last couple of weeks, we've been talking about Resident Evil, very a game very close to our hearts. Um, it's mostly just been me and Jazz talking, but this week, we have a very special guest. We have Krypton with us. Say hello. Hello. There you go. That's him. That's him for the episode now. He's done. So thanks for coming by. (laughs) Thanks for coming by. No. uh, So uh, very special to have him on the show. He is the, what I believe is the the founder of what I believe is now the most popular specifically Resident Evil fan Discord server in the world. Is that right? I believe Uh, so. Yeah. Because the other ones are a mix of different horror games. Yeah. Whereas your one is the only one that's specifically Resident Evil and it's the number one. That's pretty dope. Well done. And is active as well. You obviously know a lot about survival horror games. What would you say the most important survival horror games to you then? I don't care about you, Jaws. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you gotta do them like that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, obviously the first Resident Evil, because of course that set the course for a lot of uh, games that were going forward at that time. Silent Hill obviously was birthed from that idea, along with other ones like Dino Crisis. Uh, and then Resident Evil 4 revolutionized it again. Uh, leading the way for games like uh, Dead Space to come out as well. I always as far forget as like about a third Dead Space. One, yeah. I always forget <laughs> Dead Space. A lot of people forget good. about Dead Space, but it's still there. It's good as well. Like, it's good. It's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> one and two are pretty good. Three kind of had the same virus six had for Resident Evil. Oh, where it's like a, a shooty shooty bang bang game. But yeah, so so did Fear 3, if I'm going to be honest. Bioshock actually would be an interesting oh, one, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I suppose Bioshock is a, a horror game, really. It's kind of creepy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bioshock no, 1 and 2 are considered survival horror to a degree. Infinite isn't really considered one. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but I wouldn't consider it a survival horror either. No, but, I'm, I'm totally uh, on that. It, it's not horror really themed. It's really gory, yeah. but it's not horror. Yeah. Um, but, but why I say Bioshock contributed is the fact that you can make a a cohesive and mysterious story, all while keeping your horror elements intact. Wait a minute, are you Sometimes telling me that people... Resident Evil doesn't have a cohesive story? Is that what it you're telling me? It does. <laughs> Bioshock came out in, like, what, 2006? <laughs> Before then, the the stories were good, most of them flatline. The only thing I can think of that was pretty good before then was uh, Silent Hill 2, 3, and Resident Evil Remake, and Resident Evil 4. Voice actors confused me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in 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 both of our episodes, voice acting has been a key part of our conversation. I would say it's going to yeah. be maybe less so in the the game we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, less so to a degree, I think. Because yeah, <clears throat> well, not as well, not as horrid. It's still, <laughs> it's still I think the best word is nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's still nineties. So, so just to introduce the game we're talking about, um. This this podcast isn't specifically Resident Evil. We want to talk about all games, survival horror, but we thought it would be a remiss if we didn't cap off the Resident Evil PS1 trilogy with Resident Evil 3 from 1999. You forgot Survivor. You forgot Survivor. No one likes Survivor. Do you know what's upsetting there? I should be the one that never forgets Survivor, because that's my Resident <laughs> Evil game. 
so resident so resident evil 3 nemesis came out in 1999 what's most important to me is what 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 do you think of when you think of 1999 i was still in diapers <laughs> okay so diapers good that's fun do you want me to hit you with some cool stuff that was going on in 1999 we got phantom menace we got fight club we got the matrix it was a big year and we got resident evil 3 Jar Jar Binks came out. That's all you really need to know about 99. Oh yeah, Jar Jar Binks is my favorite Star Wars character. And we were changed forever because of him. Yeah, he's back in Star Wars now, right? Not Jar Jar Binks, the actor who played him. He's back in Star Wars now. You see this? He's, um, really? What? Yeah, there's that um, that kid's game show, Jedi Trials or something, that's like the Crystal Maze, but you they're kids doing Jedi challenges. And he's the host, mm -hmm. and he's like a Jedi master. It's amazing. Huh. Anyway. It's good. Uh, Res Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3. Oh, right, yeah. That's unrelated. So, um, <laughs> I, w I, th I thought we'd kick this off the way that we've <laughs> we seem to have done this both times, which is we get to hear Jars try and explain the storyline in one sentence <laughs> as badly as Ooh, he possibly can. I can't wait to see this one. Yeah, mm. Go ahead. Takes away, Jars. Okay. So, Jill Valentine from the first Resident Evil game uh, wears a tube top and a miniskirt, and she's trying to escape Raccoon City, and she meets a complex cast of characters while adventuring. <laughs> that was perfect. That was <laughs> not too bad. That was actually not too bad. Give that a, uh, 2.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think that's, I think hey! that's fair. Hey! It's the best score he's ever got. Tubes. Yay! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll give you the Wikipedia one sentence and see, and Crypt can decide who, t who said it better. So Wikipedia describes the story as the story follows Jill Valentine and her efforts to escape from a city infected with a biological weapon. Choices through the game affect the ending. That doesn't make a lot of sense at the end, uh, though, but that doesn't it. explain the plot very much at all. Not really. So do you want to do you want to lay us down of what what the kind of you can actually take us through like the whole game if you want as quickly as you can. Like what's the kind of what happens in this game? All right. Well, it starts off. Uh, Jill's apartment building, it blows up, and she has to make her way through the now-infested Raccoon City, basically just to free herself in order to expose the Umbrella Corporation, who is responsible for the whole ordeal. Uh, and along the way, she realizes that Umbrella sent a creature known as the Nemesis, which is a key program to go after members of the RPD STARS unit, how do, how do you know that he's after the stars team? I can take oh. over the stars thing. He <laughs> says stars. Unless we're talking about the remake, then he says stores. Stores. He's just oh, looking we can't, for some. We can't just, get into that. <laughs> he's just looking for some good stores. I, anyway, I, I, I forewarned you. I would be making some comparisons, but I won't do too much. <laughs> As she uh, ventures around, escaping from the nemesis while also trying to keep herself alive, she runs into the uh, BCS unit headed by Mihail Victor where she also finds Carlos Oliveira. And from there, a conspiracy is set up from another UBCS member, Nikolai Dinovayev, in which basically he's trying to cover up the whole thing due to his third-party employer. And Jill and Carlos have to stop him while also getting the antidote out of the city and thus freeing themselves from the hellscape that they've gotten themselves into. Nemesis appears a few more times. They fight him. Eventually, he dies, and so does uh, Nikolai as well. Nemesis uh, appears a few times, and then no. he dies. I think that's basically the game, right? 
Oh yeah. yeah. I'm kind of skipping around because you said you wanted me to keep it brief. <laughs> no, I think I think well, you're doing an amazing. If you, if you want the long one, we'd be here for like three hours. I, I think you're doing an amazing Steam uh, like steamroller check of the, of the game because uh, there's even some details in there that I didn't I didn't even know Nikolai had a surname. You didn't know he had a last name? <laughs> no, I just thought he was I... like Cher and Madonna. <laughs> no, no, he has a last name. Wow, I'm yeah. surprised. When was the last time you played this game? Played it last week in preparation for this. Oh, I played good. it like a good ten hours ago. Well, but in... I only played it for twenty minutes. Well, cause... in preparation oh. for this, I played it about fifteen years ago. <laughs> that was oh. the last time I played it. Nice. Yeah, but you were prepared way ahead of time. Yeah, I really uh... was. <laughs> I'm glad you guys turned up. I think we'll start by giving you a little bit. We'll go through a bit of uh, how the game came to be. Uh, and along the way, there's some kind of weird stuff that happened with this game. I, I don't know if it's as weird as the stuff we talked about last week with Resident Evil 2, how they made like a whole game and then scrapped it before they made the game. But um, there was certainly plans for another game. One of the main things about this game is that um, is that this wasn't originally Resident Evil 3. That's right. It was originally kind of like a side game like Code Veronica. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I, I think I they that. were <laughs> I think they were working on RE3 as an actual game elsewhere, but I think that project got scrapped because that was the one that was going to be about Hunk, right? Yeah, Hunk oh, on yeah. a cruise ship. Hunk on a cruise ship. That's what it was yeah. originally going to be about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and it's we, like it, cruise ship industry that a big although i also have here on my notes that another plot line that they wanted to explore was spencer's son exploring the family castle oh wait isn't that the one that became uh like re that, that became devil may cry um because because yes. no, he, he was the basis for devil may cry because yes, wasn't he his name was like tony something Tony Spencer. Yeah, it's like know. a lot of people think that Resident Evil 4 was supposed to be Devil May Cry. It's like, no, nah, it was a mix of 4 and 3. Well, it's interesting that... So it, 7. They... So 7, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so what I find really interesting there is that it was originally going to be a game starring Hunk on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. And they scrapped that. But they ended up kind of using that story later on anyway. Not with Hunk. But we had Revelations that was set on a cruise ship. And... Mm -hmm. The best Resident Evil game of all, Resident Evil Gaiden, set on a cruise ship as well. Was that on a cruise ship? Was that one? Yeah, I think it was a cruise ship. Anyway, uh, from what I understand, Capcom realized that the game wouldn't be finished in time. Because I think by uh, by 1999, the PS1 was kind of coming to, the, to an end. And the mm -hmm. PS2 was just around the corner. Yeah. Um, so they scrapped it and they... They decided to get the team that was working on the, the, the side game, the side, the spin-off game, that was the mostly inexperienced team, and say, hey guys, uh, I know you don't really know what you're doing, but uh, we want you to make the next mainline one now. We've scrapped our one. It's all on you now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about pressure. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, and I think originally the, 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 the spin-off game they were making was the same sort of vibe. It was like escaping from Raccoon City, but I don't think it was Jill, right? It was a an unnamed character. It was an unnamed character it was named Jars. To wrap yeah. up <laughs> it, was, it was starring Jars hunt for Claire Redfield. Yeah, the game. yeah. Oh, I think I actually read something about this. The um, the reason they went for Jill, obviously to link it to the the previous series, is because um, all the other characters like had been used up because uh, they were making Code Veronica starring Claire and Chris at the same time, and they were like, "Well, they're they're used up. We can't use them. Who else have we got?" 
What Joel was originally Perry. supposed to be in Code Veronica instead of Claire. Was she really? Yeah, this Remember? was a mess. Yes. <laughs> this... right. But then once uh, once three's story was lined out and they wanted to use Jill, that's when Jill was replaced with Claire in Code Veronica. Right, okay. This is, this is insight I never thought I'd be getting. Um, I do know that they hired... When all this kind of shitstorm happened and they were like, oh crap, we need to figure out how to make a game now. Um, they hired a new writer at Capcom who had never played any Resident Evil game, who was going to write RE3. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. And the guy who did a, did a... I think he actually did a book for Alita Battle Angel before really? he did Resident Evil 3. Yes. Wow. That is... I mean, that's something. He can he can spell. Yeah. You know that much. <laughs> yep. See, he can spell. Yeah. He can spell. Jars, you can spell. You can write a Resident Evil game if you You're want to. You're doing the next one, Jars. Oh, <laughs> Who said I could spell? That's true, yeah. We've assumed a lot there. Um, <laughs> but one thing I read is that um, because this guy had never played an RE game, um, they set him homework to go and play RE1 and quickly learn about the Resident Evil universe. <laughs> so, hey, what's some awesome homework? That is some dope oh, homework. Honestly, yeah. Hey, teachers in schools need to take notes here. Well, what's even cooler than that is apparently after that, Capcom had weekly meetings to discuss uh, how the project was going along to make sure they weren't breaking continuity. Mm-hmm. So that's like the nerdiest thing I could ever imagine. Like this guy, he's brought his script in. He's like, okay, so um, uh, Chris, uh, Jill teams up with Enrico and they're like, whoa, hold on there. Enrico, <laughs> Enrico's dead. And he's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie Enrico. Zombie and Rico, they all sort of huddle to each other. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> I, I will admit, this is the Resident Evil game that I probably know the least about, so I'm very ga- glad that Crypt is here. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I think when I was a kid, I only played this, like, once. How, how, how much did you play this, Jazz? I played it once and twice, and I was going to do my third playthrough, but I decided not to. That is not how you worded it to I, me today. <laughs> you said I feel you... so impressive, then. You told me, Jars, that you rage quit, and I need to know more about what happened there. So, long story short, I forgot to pick up the first aid spray at the beginning of the game, and got, don't want to say assaulted by zombies, but z- multiple zombies try to get a bite of the Jill sandwich. I, I hate that. may have... <laughs> I accidentally turned off my PS3. What if you were to if you were to give your progress a percentage into the game? How far do you think you got? Uh, uh where were you when they killed you? Are we in single digits? No. <laughs> Did you get past the menu? Fuck! How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> the zombies got me in the menu, man. Uh, I think maybe one percent or 1%, two. One percent, big numbers. I met Brad. I met Brad. You so met maybe Brad. five. Okay, th- I would say that would be like. Eight percent then. Okay, so you did okay. Um, yeah. So I'm God. Let's go through some stuff that's new to this game because we've kind of established what Resident Evil is, but in our previous two episodes. But this this is the last of this uh, classic Resident Evil era, I would say. Um, well, Code Veronica. Well, Code Veronica is slightly different though, isn't it? Because Code Veronica is 3D oh, yeah, and true. it's got like moving cameras and stuff. Oh, so it's more Silent Hilly. It's more Silent Hilly, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> stuff that's the same. We've got the pre-rendered backgrounds. I think they're probably the most detailed in this out of all of them. Would you say? Yeah. 
And there's a DeLorean. Do we have to do the city streets. Oh, there is? <laughs> there is a DeLorean, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, like, the garage or something. It's the only bit I remember. Um, we've, got the, we've got the fixed camera. We've got the limited inventory space. We've got all that stuff. But we got some new stuff. We've got probably the most <laughs> startling new thing is the live selection system. Pretty much what the live selection system enables you to do is branch your path off and multiple different ways most of the time they even change how your game goes unlocking different areas or switching around boss fights like prime example of this would be uh just ride the rpd right before my jar is stopped it gives you the option to uh fight nemesis now or he'll come after you later uh after you leave the star's office yeah that's right but by so then he has a rocket launcher he does yeah which is gross. Um, which is scary. <laughs> it is very scary. So the life selection is where the screen, it like freezes and the screen goes negative, doesn't it? And it gives you like a choice of two things. Yeah. Which is like run away or jump off a cliff or something or jump out the window. Or... Was, I think it was fight Nemesis or jump out the window. Or turn off your PS3. The one. <laughs> <laughs> I just made his choice. <laughs> Always a third option. <laughs> Can I... I need to admit something right now. Do you remember in this is totally unrelated? Do you remember in Metal Gear Solid Two um, when everything goes <laughs> we, when everything goes weird at the end and they're like, there's like a virus and all the people are talking nonsense and they're like, you've been playing the game too long, turn it off. Um, I need to admit right now if that I actually I actually did do that. <laughs> I I, th I thought it triggered that because I'd been playing it too long and the game like tells you to take a break so when they said you've been playing too long turn it off i saved and turned it off and then and then just sat there and i was like wait a minute <laughs> yeah. sorry it was very important that i got that off my chest but um, i i really like the way it drastically affects the game because it does really affect it you you go to in completely mm -hmm. different directions uh characters kind of end up have different endings Jaz, do you remember the sort of choices you made in it, apart from turn PS3 off? Did you often fight <laughs> Nemesis, or did you I didn't run even get to the Nemesis? first one yet. Uh, okay, what do you think I did? Fight him or run away? I feel like you tried to... I think you turned off your PS3. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I ran away every option. Like a hero. Uh, I, I only watched... fought him once, and that's because I was feeling powerful. <laughs> did yeah. you die? No, he survived. That's how he's talking to us here today. <laughs> uh, so I knew I couldn't negotiate with Nemesis. So oh, yeah. I just ran away. You just ran away. He's yes. fast, though, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, he's when so he gets fast. into a sprint, he can catch up with you real quick. The only way you can really stop him in his sprint is if you go through a door. Because then you have like 10 seconds before he comes into the same room. This, Because he's kind of the star of the game. In fact, he's in the title of the game. Um, yeah. yeah. Resident Evil 3 Unless Nemesis. Oh, yeah, right. It's got a different name in Japan, doesn't it? Huh? Last Escape. Last Escape. Um, so the, the the big poster boy of this game is the Nemesis, which is a new type of tyrant. He's a big, tall guy. He's wearing black leather. And unlike the tyrants in the previous game, he talks, sort of. He says one word. Um, <laughs> and, and like Krypton okay. said, he's been programmed. He follows orders, and he's intelligent. He can jump through wall jump through windows he's got a rocket launcher he uses other weapons in other mediums <laughs> so, yes. like, like he has a in the movie he has a minigun right yeah. yeah he also uses a minigun in uh operation raccoon city 
I forgot he was in that. I didn't know. He's in that? Yeah, he is. There's a whole mission where you have to, uh, reinstall his hardware or something like that. Yeah, I totally forgot that he was in that. And he also turns up in the Marvel vs. Capcom games, right, as a playable character. Yes, he does. What a hero. Nemesis is a crowd favorite, clearly, who gets around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, other new stuff. One of the, in fact, one of the new things is one of the new pieces of equipment that Nemesis drops, which is the um, uh, the first aid spray box thing <laughs> yeah. that, um, that Jars could have really done with. Uh, which is <laughs> which is a container that holds three first aid sprays. Um, so we've said the live selection choices. I would say another big thing of this game is um, RNG puzzles. So puzzles that are random every time you play the game. I think there's only yes. like three in the game, but it, it's so there are RNG locks as well. Not just the puzzles, but there are like combination locks in there that do change oh really like uh yeah in the rpd the locker that has the stars key in it that has four possible combinations one is different every time yes wow that's no fun how do you sell a how do you sell a guide for a game when it's the puzzles are different every time i know one bit of rng and this is only from um rng by the way is random number generator it just means it's random every time um I know one bit of RNG because I've seen, although I haven't played the original Resident Evil 3 very much, I have watched a lot of speedruns of it. It's 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 probably, I would say, one of the more popular speedruns of Resident Evil. I think, yeah. I've, I think I've seen more speedruns for Resident Evil 3 than any other Resident Evil game. Um, but there's one part that they always go on about, which is that they when they reset the game, and it's when you get to the star's office. Because the weapon in the locker is either the Magnum or the grenade launcher, and it's random. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... Like in there's... my playthrough last week, I got the grenade launcher. You got the grenade launcher. And apparently that's the good one, because the speedrunners always say that they, they reset if they get the Magnum. Yeah, the grenade launcher is a lot more effective against Nemesis, especially in the clock tower fight. Yeah, which is weird, because usually the Magnum is like the big boy of the RE games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So one of the other new things is the reloader tool. And this is something that I always thought was really strange at the time, but it's become kind of a staple of Resident Evil now. Oh, it definitely mm-hmm. is now. Yeah. I think it's just the way it's depicted in RE3. So the reloader tool is you can make your own bullets by mixing gunpowder, but um, which you do now in most modern Resident Evil games. But in Resident Evil 3, the original, the picture is like this enormous like workbench tool that jill has got in a boob tube miniskirt pocket yeah it looks like one of those corkscrew drills that you use like <laughs> uh drive a hole into a piece of wood yeah and she's doing that wall. she's doing that with every bullet just like yeah. <laughs> while the zombies are slowly getting towards it just like come on mix some mix some gunpowder yeah just imagine nemesis walking up to her but she's like working on crafting some ammo <laughs> together he's like all right i'll wait <laughs> yeah and she's just like checking out the shell casing and ah, oh, there we go perfect one bullet now work on the next one yeah. <laughs> no, nemesis uh, was kind enough to help her out oh, yeah awesome. i was about to say that crypt fuck you <laughs> jazz is out i thought your joke good. first stop stealing from my brain well, well i was going to say it but i didn't want to interrupt anyone like man i love interrupting people it makes me feel like a man <laughs> we know buddy we know so um 
it's the reason I bring up the bullet maker is because um, the reloading tool is because that leads into another new thing in this game, which is like you improve your skills because if you yeah. use the bullet maker a lot, you get better at it, right? Yeah, and you can create advanced um, ammunition. Like I think after the one I remember most of all is after eight times making shotgun shells, uh, you get enhanced shotgun shells, which I think have more damage and uh, farther spray or something like that. Oh, I don't think I ever yeah. made. I don't think I ever made those. I made the enhanced pistol. Well, it's ones. hard to find gunpowder, B, and that's what you need. So. Another key thing, and this is something that I need Jazz to tell me of which he chose here, is that the game has kind of confusing difficulty modes because it doesn't have a normal mode. It has, uh, it has just easy and hard. Tell me right now, Jars, which one did you choose? I chose hard. Why did you choose hard? Because I chose easy at first. I was like, wait, why do I have a gun and an assault <laughs> rifle? That's peculiar. This yeah, is if we were easy. to translate it into modern speak, easy mode would be assisted. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I think that makes more sense. Also, I just want to deconstruct what Jazz just said there. Uh, I said, which mode did you choose? And you said hard after I chose easy. Now, yeah. that actually means you chose easy, Jazz. Well, I chose... <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's oh. like saying, how old are you? I'm nearly 19. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> 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 I do think you're onto something by saying that easy and hard are kind of mislabeled. Um, yeah. I think I saw a Sphere Hunter's video on it, and she said that she'd prefer if they were called um, hard mode was called survival horror, and easy mode was called action. Mm, I don't think they would do that. So. <laughs> I'm not proposing that they do that, just. I'm it's just kind saying. of smart, though. <laughs> but, um,. But the thing is, what is different is that although, as Jazz said, on easy mode, you start with the assault rifle, and I think you have a magnum in the box or something. You have every weapon in the box and with a lot of ammo. And an infinite, like, ink ribbon, I think, as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Actually, it gives you weapons as well in the crate. Like, it gives you a magnum with some bullets. Sick. It gives you the shotgun ray with some bullets. I think it gives you yeah, all two the additional clips for the assault rifle. Well, I don't know if it gives you all the weapons. I, I doubt that. <laughs> okay, Jaws is making a stand. Go for it, Jaws. What What do you think I, it is? I think there is all the weapons, and I'm turning on my PS3 right now just to check. <laughs> and we're all going to sit like, here and sure. wait for you to play the through box. the whole game. Um. The weapons you get in the crate on easy mode are the only weapons you get in the game. Like, you don't find any more. Uh, no, yes, you do. Right, okay. I mean, I'm purposely arguing a point on a game I haven't played in 15 years, so... But I'm still sticking <laughs> to my guns. That's why I'm here. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I, I would say in this game that there's not really any judgment of choosing easy mode, because it, it's not... It's no. almost like it's a different game. It's, it is just like a shoot, a mad shoot spree, isn't it? Yeah, it's like sometimes I just play easy mode for the hell of it, because it's just kind of fun. Uh, it's like, is it a challenge, like hard mode? No, not at all. But it's still kind of fun to see it from more of the action standpoint, while still holding true to its uh, horror roots. Yeah, totally. And RE3, I think, has, of, of the all the games preceding it, has like the most zombies on screen at a time. So it's yes. good to go in there with an assault rifle and whatever.
also like re2 uh, there isn't really a good or a bad ending there's just kind of one ending and one secret ending and mm-hmm. where enrico turns up zombie enrico <laughs> zombie enrico turns up in a helicopter and rescues you mm-hmm. correct that's what happens um no it's our boy barry burton right i i think that should be the main ending that barry rescues you yeah i think that makes I, sense okay, that... the game's booting up <laughs> i'm Josh, gonna say right now we are not sitting and listening to you play resident evil 3 <laughs> No, I am checking this right now. I I can more play cast, oh my but God. I am checking this right fucking now. What, what listening to Jars play Resident Evil Three is really good audio content. I will say, <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. It's really classic uh, audio content. Um, another key thing that uh, is that you can interact with the environment now. There's explodey barrels, right? Yes, yes, there is. Yes, yes, which That's are crazy barrels. powerful. Uh-huh. Like, if you lure in a group, well, there there's actually a section that kind of forces you to, a group of about, I think it was six, and you just hit that barrel at the right time, you kill all six. That's awesome. Um, yeah. When I, was, when I was reading up on things that are, like, new to this game, uh, one of the things that uh, I found was it was talking about how there's, like, the largest variety of zombies in this game but um one thing uh, the reason i bring this up is because i actually saved the direct quote because i thought it was so strange it's this is what it says it says um developers also added a more varieties of zombies they can take the form of policemen doctors or chefs and that's it that's the whole sentence <laughs> chefs. and that's it you get doctors uh, policemen and chefs I was a chef one near the restaurant. I don't remember it, but <laughs> I, this, well, this is the thing. I don't even remember any chefs in the game. <laughs> There's a dodge as well, right? A new dodge function, which I can tell you honestly, I've never successfully done. Yeah, it's oh, really hard good. to do. Like, I think what has to happen is you have to press the uh, fire button with your gun aimed right as the animation begins for the enemy hitting you. Right. Okay. Well, I never did it. If you don't time it at that split second, then you get it. It's not just a dodge either. It's a, it's a shove as well, isn't it? It's a shove, or sometimes she'll move to the side. Yeah. And I've seen videos of people, um, like, chaining them, and she just... Because you can't really decide where she goes. And sometimes she can just keep continuously dodging round in a circle. Yeah. Um, Jars, how good are you at the dodge function? I've never done it. Correct. On purpose. I wanted. Oh, on purpose. Okay, good. Okay. Also, I was right. Well, I was half right. Because you you guys left out the handgun. Because you, you can get the handgun in there. The handgun's a starter weapon, technically. So. Come on, man. We well, knew yeah, about the handgun. In the box. So you guys were wrong, but I was also wrong. So we're both right. But I was more right. No, I was more right. Either way, she has a lot of things stuffed in a boob tube and a miniskirt. Uh, yeah, like I was saying earlier, along with the different types of you know zombies and stuff, there are a lot of just general new creatures in the game, as well as ones that were just cut completely. There really are, yeah. Do you want to walk us through some mm-hmm. of the new creatures? Well, one of the new ones is called the... Uh, I think it's originally called the Brain Sucker. It's also referred to as a Drain Deimos. Sure. They're kind of like these uh, green insect dudes. They're... They're more frequent around the uh, dead factory and the uh, construction site. 
Here comes a remake comparison. If any of you have seen the remake scene of uh, Jill man. getting deep throated by the tentacle, that's what that is. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. language. <laughs> hey, he's just he's just telling it how he sees it. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but language, God. Uh, Children watch this. How else God. did you want me to say it? Like he, uh, his tongue went inside of her throat, wiggled around, and injected her belly with tiny demons. Oh my God. No, this is what it would be. The thing enters the throat and then ex secretes liquid. That's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like... Either way, you've painted a really nice picture there. I appreciate that. Um, but the dra the drain demons are like in the remake. You're right. They're like they're more like bugs. They're a lot smaller. But in the in the yeah. original, they're huge, aren't they? Yeah, they're kind of the size of chimeras from uh, one. Sorry. Oh, the chimeras, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, which yeah. were actually supposed to be in this game, too. Oh, do you think they became this? Brain suckers. Yeah, I think they were, because they were in the planning phase and they were dropped. Neptune was in it, too, and was dropped. Really? Uh, yeah. I can't really think of what the Neptune might have been replaced with. Probably yeah. the Hunter Gamma, since they're both aquatic creatures. Yeah, where would you have put a shark in RE3, though? Uh... Probably in the dead factory. There was that giant pool there. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. There, there was oh. another enemy as well. They were planning on adding a, a wild cat into the zoo. A wild cat. Yeah. What, like a lion? There's actually oh, some concept art out there of the wild cat. And what is it? Like a tiger or a lion or something? Um. Is it hard to? Doesn't tell really look it's... like much. It kind of, it kind of looks like a saber-toothed cat, but oh, it wow. also kind of looks like a dude. That sounds dope. It's really that... weird. That sounds more like a. Like I'll, a parasite. I'll show you a picture later. It's kind of weird. Oh sure, yeah, definitely. That sounds more like a parasite Eve kind of enemy, like yeah, a big yeah. saber toothed tiger. I totally forgot about the zoo. Uh, isn't isn't doesn't one of the Resident Evil games explore the zoo? Is it the Outbreak games? And there's like a zombie yeah. elephant or something. I think his Did name's I... Manny. <laughs> Man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah, I remember now. Um, oh so... no. So we talked about the dodge. There's also you can turn around for the first time ever, right? Yeah. You can do a 180 yes. spin. It takes advanced stars training. Down, but she can do it. Down and square, by the way. Down and square. Oh, uh, yeah, for my PS3 brain, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jaz, Jaz is just telling us how to do it just for the, anyone else who happens to be playing it right now like Jaz is for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit. I have my full focus on okay, you guys. <laughs> I just wanted to prove my point, and, and I you did. did. So. Was it worth it? Yes. <laughs> um, the the last kind of new thing that I wanted to mention is uh, it had a whole new mode. It had mercenaries mode. Yes, it did. Operation not... Jackal. So, so do you want to talk right. us through what what mercenaries is? Okay, as far as three goes, Operation Mad Jackal is basically kind of a timed race from the down, from the downtown to the uptown sections of the Raccoon City map, and it basically throws as much enemies at you as possible, with it increasing in difficulty the further you go. Like from the spawn section, which is at the cable car, there's like three zombies, but when you're near the end, you might have like three nemesises. Nemesai, whatever. Nemesai. Spawn in at one time. Yeah, Nemesai. <laughs> spawn in at one time, and you gotta avoid those. That sounds... It's really, it's really tough, but it is fun. I don't think. And I you get, you get the choice it. to play. You 
get the tours to play Carlos, uh, Mihail, or Nikolai. Oh, that's cool that you can play as those other characters. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly as well, when you beat it, you, you they like report to Chief Irons. Yes. Is that which, right? Which is kind of weird, as uh, as we know, Wesker was there as well. Yeah. So. But also, like, I know that Chief Irons is obviously on the payroll of Umbrella, but he's not their boss. No. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's why Wesker would make more sense. Because, again, he was there. He was he's there. He's kind of in charge. Last time when we were talking about the scrap version of Resident Evil 2, we talked about how it was called uh, Resident Evil 1.5. Yes, Resident Evil 1.9 slash 2.1. Yeah, which, you know, just rolls off the tongue, that sort of nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so smooth. Yeah. Um, Jars, in your most eloquent way, do you want to explain to us why you think it was called Resident Evil 1.9? Because 1.9 is a number. You're not that wrong. Comes before two. And why is that important? The thing is, with, because the first half of RE3 takes place before RE2, and the late latter half takes place after RE2. That's right. Yeah, it's both a prequel and a sequel. Um, I yes, think I think more of the game takes place before, cool. would you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So the 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 basic the basic thing is they I think Crypt summed it up pretty well. But half the game you're running around yeah. escaping, then Jill gets infected and she passes out right for like two days or something. Loser. How long is she? Two days. It's two days she's passed out for, and that's when RE2 happens, and yes, then indeed. Carlos saves her and cures her and he shakes her awake and he's like hey wake up re2's finished we got to finish our game now it's <laughs> a direct quote from the game by the way how cool is carlos being played by that guy from the mummy in the movies <laughs> so let's talk Wait, about that. yeah the guy from the mummy who voiced like um dr fate in the justice league cartoon what's his name oded fair is that his name something like that yeah um he plays carlos in the movie so good We'll definitely do oh, an I thought you were talking about the game. No, no, in the I movie. I love Carlos. Because Carlos in the movies is great. He is great. He's he, like all the characters are so odd in the movie. Because Nikolai's in it as well, right? Well, there's a character called Nikolai. I think that's about as far as it is. <laughs> like, yeah. Can he? I think he he has a line where he's like, "Hey, I'm Nikolai from the game. Remember?" And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he dies in the lamest way possible. To get eaten by dogs or something? Yeah. Yeah, dogs attack him and kind of maul him to death. Yeah, although, we, we, although we'll talk about the movies later, I think it is important to say that, like, of all the Resident Evil movies, I think the second Resident Evil movie is the one that's closest to the game, and it's RE3 that it's closest to, right? Yeah, yeah it's the one that's the most bearable. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> there is some good parts of I think the one after Ari, uh, whatever the one that we're talking about right now. <laughs> they do kind Within of mesh into one. Yeah. You mean the Mad Max one? Yeah, the Mad Max one. I yeah, think yeah. That, the first part of that was okay. But then Alice got psychic powers, and then sometimes she didn't have psychic powers, and whatever the, the flock of crows <laughs> on fire. Whatever the writers were feeling that week. <laughs> I do wish. Uh, what I find really funny though is that the uh, Resident Evil Three is a really, really '90s looking game, but the movie that it, that it is adapted from, no, that adapted from it, um, is like the most mid 2000s movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Like it's all like <laughs> pop rock, and <laughs> it's real bad. 
features that awesome yeah, bit where Alice food. runs. Do you remember when Alice runs down the side of the building? Oh yeah. So cool. <laughs> there's, there's literally a GTA character in it as well. Oh, yeah. That makes the GTA oh, yeah. reference. So. so cool. Oh, and the Stars team are in it as well, aren't they? Yeah, but it's like some redneck sniper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, star, the stars team in that is kind of just like if I went down to Texas and knocked on the first door I see. Wow. Except for Jarza's door, he's the most Texan. He's the Texan. least stars member of the, of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> but and there's the thing with the sniper guy is that. He's like shooting all these zombies like in the head, and then Nemesis shows up and he shoots him in the chest. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> that that rubber mask is expensive. You don't want to mess that up. Yeah, yeah. I also love. I said we've got sidetracked talking about the movie, but it's important. Um, I love that they basically put the stars team in the second movie because they forgot to put them in the first movie. And um, when Nemesis targets them, you see the Umbrella-like executives watching the footage, and they're like, who are these? And they're like, Stars Team, they're the best of the best. And then they all die in, like, a second. Oh, well, it's Jill, apparently. Oh, yeah. Jill's just too cool. Chris is still alive as well. I guess, in a oh, cell somewhere, uh, several movies from now. I don't know if he was part of Stars, though. Uh, I think thinking about it is more than that movie deserves. Yeah, um, it's probably best you shut your brain off. Yeah, it's true. I did like Luther though. Luther was cool. That's good. You've got you've got the Luther poster on your wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just realized this episode is going to be titled "Resident Evil Three: Metal Gear Solid 2 in the Resident <laughs> Evil movie. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I wanted to. Uh, I think one of the re one of the things that I always really remember about this is that I really like the relationship between Jill and Carlos. I think they have a really cool kind of back and forth because Carlos has um, what I like to call uh, Simba hair, which is where that kind of nineties <laughs> like center parting, but with a bit of lift. So like Leon's mm, hair, yes. but if it was duplicated in half. Yeah, and if it was styled a bit less dorky. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a boy band version of Leon's hair. Yeah. Gotta appreciate that. Yeah. And Jill's like, I don't like you because you're with Umbrella. And he's like, easy, babe. Or whatever he says. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, They, they leave the, uh, I think it's the, the newspaper. And Jill's like, I want to ask you something. And Carlos is like, oh, yeah, you want to ask me out. All the ladies love my foxy accent. Drives them crazy. <laughs> oh, the dialogue is, is rough, isn't it? I, I love Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Capcom... right, here's the remake comparison real quick. Go on then. Carlos is better than remake. Agreed. Fact. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he looks like Keanu Reeves, and I love it. <laughs> He's got good hair as well. I would say his uh, hair is probably better. Do you know there's actually a John Wick mod for the remake? I'm sure oh, there is. Really? I'm sure you made it. Yeah. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. I would say Respect that... Respect to uh, Vince Carrazza, though. He did a good job in the original. Um, I would say that Carlos's hair in the remake is better than everything on Earth, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's also kind of a subplot that goes on in this game, which is um, uh, Nikolai and the monitors, right? 
Um, and I think it's a really interesting sure. part of the game that we that we didn't really see much in the remake. I don't know if you want to talk me through what what Nikolai's deal is. I wasn't really paying attention to what you're saying. Well, I much. want you to answer the question oh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard Nikolai, so yeah. I'm guessing it's how he like betrayed the tr- the trust of the yeah. UBCS and is trying to collect is on all the monsters and the fighting of said monsters and he's got like a deal with wesker i think and they're like trying to orchestrate stuff (laughs) if you read the original book um it says nikolai and then underneath him it says trying to orchestrate stuff and that's the end of his bio very detailed (laughs) (laughs) um go then crypt give me the breakdown what's nikolai's deal uh, Nikolai was basically uh, hired out, not just by Umbrella, but also by a third party, which personally I think is uh, Wesker's the organization. But anyway, uh, he was sent to basically wipe up the mess while also uh, extracting information that would blame Umbrella for it later. And he had to go after these, uh, what do you call the people he was killing? Humans, <laughs> zombies. Right, I'm, I'm going to call them monitors. Yeah, I, I think, it, I think, that, it, I think it was something like monitors. I think it was. I think so. I swear it was something else. I think. I Anyways, he started going after the UBCS monitors, yeah. which were basically uh, the leaders of each individual platoon that were pouring back to Umbrella, and uh, after that, he intended to make his escape. But that was, of course, thwarted when Jill and Carlos caught up to him, and Nemesis ended up killing Nikolai. In yeah, he the does factory. in a pretty bloody way, right? He gets pulled up into the vents. Yeah, and yeah. then he's, and then the body is dropped back down onto the floor. Gross. Ooh. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. So a, a, lot, a lot different than the remake, where he's just kind of left on the roof. Mm-hmm. Well, so my, my interpretation from Umbrella's point of view is that they... They spotted that the city had fallen and they've lost control. And uh, once they'd initiated like a media blackout, they then decided to kind of take advantage of the situation and think we might as well test out a bunch of our bioweapons. So yeah, pretty much. They release a bunch of them and then they they're always after combat data. They need to see if their bioweapons are useful. So they release their own private army into the city under the guise that they are rescuing civilians, but they're actually just there to fight and be killed by bioweapons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which or... is cool. I think that's a really interesting subplot. Um, yeah. And it yeah. also gives us a reason to not hate Carlos, because he thinks he's doing good, right? Yes, he does. And he's Besides his uh, foxy accent. His foxy accent. <laughs> Yeah, he's particularly part. angered, I think, once he realizes what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has, he has a he has a really good character arc. Um yeah. his uh, his foxy accent thing really reminds me of how Capcom loves to write like characters like that because the, the obvious comparison is Luis from RE four, where we know uh, he's a ladies' yeah. man because he just tells us he is. <laughs> 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 A lot of people uh, back then got the two confused a lot. It's the, it's the, the like, wavy hair. Whenever right? Luis showed up, they'd call him Carlos or something like that. Yeah. Maybe it's because like Capcom only know how to draw like three different types of people. 
(laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I remember pretty well, one of the things I remember thinking when this game first came out is um, the puzzles and stuff in the game were weirder to me in this game than they were in any of the previous ones and i think it's because in the previous ones it's like well this is a spooky mansion like umbrella have made it purposely weird so people can't get in and then the rpd is kind of secretly funded by umbrella and it's an ex-museum so that's why there's like weird statue puzzles but here it's just the city is filled with weird pushing statues and gems yeah you got the mayor hiding a battery in his statue outside and you have to put a giant (laughs) A circle on it in order to get the battery. Yeah, and you and you get into City Hall by putting <laughs> gems into a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Ma- imagine having to go to work every day at the City Hall. In order to get in there, you have to collect two gemstones from uh, <laughs> some random places in the town. Yeah, they don't all forget the zombies chasing you. Oh yeah, that's that's every day in Wrecking City. Cause... <laughs> yeah, because you, you can't let you can't let zombies get in the way of your work. No. Yeah. Isn't there a part where there's a password and the password is like on a TV or something? It's like um, there's like a TV playing some kind of movie or something in the background and, and it says Tony or something on it and that's the password. Did I dream mm. that? <laughs> so... I don't remember that, but I won't put it past the game either. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I didn't dream that. I should have probably maybe googled this before i started this but no i'm going in again on something that i did 15 years ago yes so proud of you so proud of me right now you're so smart yeah um do you want to know some interesting things that i found that i did well i found interesting that i didn't know well it's not it's not for you jars is it (laughs) no it is okay as as your uh main co-host i am the big boy you're putting your foot down yeah, I'm putting my foot down. Okay, so are you going to tell only, me something interesting? Um, uh, Jill's name rhymes with Phil. That is not incorrect, although I always assumed it was short for Jillian. Jillian? It might be. Yeah, I always assumed it was short for Jillian, right? I don't know. I've never heard someone refer to as Jillian before. you never heard that name before, well, Jillian? I, I'm afraid not. No, I used to work with a Jillian. Well, I think think they would put it on her i don't know license and not as jill you oh can see that actually the jillian i worked with was with a g not with a j so maybe that's what it is i have seen it with a g either way i'm glad we talked about it <laughs> the secret of jillian will yeah. never remain yeah because it rhymes with fillion um anyway uh <laughs> So there was a playable demo that first featured this at E3 1999, which sounds like the shittest E3 I can ever imagine. I imagine <laughs> it was like chunky, chunky monitors playing Crash Bandicoot 1 or some crap at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what's, what I found really funny is that um, a demo for RE3 was shipped alongside Dino Crisis. I don't know if you remember that at the time. Um, yes. that you get the RE3 demo in Dino Crisis but when RE3 came out it came with a demo for Dino Crisis I always that? thought that was very strange <laughs> super weird right <laughs> yeah. did you play Dino Crisis Jazz? no okay good <laughs> oh wow not horrible it's just goofy it's like... a good goofy but it's goofy I feel like I'm being really mean to Jazz today I don't mean to be I'm just really <laughs> angry with him for some reason we did play Call of Duty earlier on, and I did beat you, even though we're on the same team. But I did beat you. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a moral thing. You, you I as soon as, as soon as I play with someone, my skills just go to die. Do you know what I have that it's as well? I, I have that exact same thing. Like so, you know, Resident Evil Three, not COD. Oh, I forgot that's what this was about. Um, so <laughs> the game was ported to Dreamcast, and if I remember correctly, it was really crap on the Dreamcast. Um, I think it's because yeah. Dreamcast is more powerful than the PS1, right? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Not. Yeah, yeah, it had Sonic Adventure. Dream, in the Dreamcast kind of version is a lot more, a lot right. better too. Yeah, I, lo I love the PS1 version, but I know the Dreamcast is better. Oh, I, th I, th I, th I thought I heard the Dreamcast one was worse, but I actually don't know. But uh, I guess it would make sense if it's a more powerful console. So like the game, the GameCube one is a lot better. That's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Well, the reason and I was... It's also got that. It's also got the uh, the voice of the guy who did the title for 4. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 2 and 3 ports on the GameCube have the uh, voice of the guy who did the title for 4. Oh, the guy who says Resident Evil is the, the guy from 4. Yeah. Wow. Hey, uh, we never talked about that. Oh, well, we yeah. Should. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me yeah. about it, Joss. Alright, so there's a mystical part of all Resident Evil games besides seven and onward that in this in the guy says Resident Evil and then either the number or just Resident Evil. Because sometimes does, they don't Does he do it number. in Revelations? Does he say Revelations? Yes. He, he says Revelations in the first one, but in the second one it's just Resident Evil. Oh, okay. But um, the reason I brought up the ports is because I wanted to talk about the PC port, the original PC port, um, which is yeah. bad, real, real bad. Have they made a PC port? Oh, th th yes, they did. Yeah. Um, there's since like like better emulators, and you can play Resident Evil Three perfectly functionally on a PC now. But at the time, there was an official port for PC, and it was real bad for two main reasons. Uh, it wasn't optimized for mouse and keyboard. And the second reason is it didn't let you do something. What do you think it didn't let you do? Play the game. Open the inventory. You're both on the right track, but incorrect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's there's one thing it didn't let you do. I'll give you one final guess. Fire your gun. Fire your gun. No. Instead, the one thing it didn't let you do is save. There was no option to save oh. in the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... The original I PC. I was close. <laughs> so the original PC port is like the hardcore version of RE3. You can't use your mouse and keyboard, uh, and you've got to do it in one go. <laughs> the ultimate challenge. Yeah, they might as well have set that up like in an arcade. Do you know what I mean? You put a quarter in, and then you just got to beat the whole game. Oh, actually, that would be a, that would be cool. Honestly. That would be cool. I don't hate that. I'll hire us. I'll everyone get hired at Capcom. We have great ideas here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, set up an arcade in the nineties. That's our first idea. Um, <laughs> Jazz, do you want to give me what what do, what do you think's your most memorable part of Resident Evil Three? Because I've got one, but I'm interested to know what yours is. I think the first time I saw Nemesis, because I played the three remake right before R three, because. Yeah, sure. I'm cool like that. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh, I can easily fight Nemesis and run away. Uh, no, you can't. Nemesis is one <laughs> strong motherfucker. He's a hench. He's a beast in the original. Yeah. And then R3 remake. It's a baby. 
I've seen like in various speedruns that there is ways to kind of uh kind of bodge Nemesis. Like you can get him stuck in some of the scenery and stuff. Um I don't think I'm quite good enough to be able to do that, but but he is scary. My favorite character is in RE three and his name is Dario Russo. Um <laughs> I think he's the coolest character uh, in the game. Uh you meet him for five seconds and he hides in a box or something. <laughs> Um, and you can visit him, and then he then he dies. Yeah, I actually saw a comic strip once that was uh like it showed the wreck because the the game ends with Raccoon City getting nuked, and um I saw a comic strip that was like the wreckage of Raccoon City, and the container that he was hiding in is intact, and he opens the door, and he's like, "I did it." <laughs> That's the game I would play. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if you make Russo. Yeah. Um, another thing I really love about him is um, I'm backing the, the Resident Evil 3 board game, and he is a playable character in the board game. Wait, actually? Oh, yeah. They made a miniature of Dario Russo. Is it fan-made board game, or is no. it like actually Capcom? Oh, it's official. This is the official Capcom Resident Evil 3 board game. He's not the only playable character, I should say that. <laughs> like, we mentioned the, the Mercenaries mode earlier, right? Um, I read that the when you finish the Mercenaries mode and you, see, you speak to Chief Irons, he stood next to a woman. Apparently that woman is Dario Russo's daughter. Have you heard this? What? Yeah, I don't, what? Know, I don't know where it says this, but it was just in some of the, the trivia websites I was looking up and it was like, oh, that's uh lucia russo dario russo's daughter what what is <laughs> huh um crypt what what would you say is your most memorable part of resident evil 3 um, i always thought it was a pretty fun twist at the clock tower when the helicopter is actually showing up oh yeah and it looks it looks like it's the end of the game because you know the helicopter is coming and you're going to escape when the nemesis just pops in and shoots it down and then you gotta have a boss fight with them it's hard that boss fight. I always well. remember that. Yeah, that boss fight is really hard. But I always remember that because I remember uh, on my earliest playthrough seeing that, and then the helicopter goes down, and I'm like, "What? I thought I killed this guy." <laughs> I was like very put out about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a helicopter. Get it's a helicopter pilot in a Resident Evil game. They don't have long lives, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. um, but you're right it's it's like it's an FMV cutscene it feels like you're watching the ending yeah but uh, but Jeremy Nemesis shoots it down um, why do you always say Jeremy? I don't know it's, it's, it's my default my, my, although I love Dario Russo my most memorable moment is the the last uh, live selection choice you get of the whole game which is after you've incapacitated the final form of Nemesis you get an awesome choice which I can't imagine anybody picking the other option here. You get the choice of Vegan. leave the monster Vegan. or finish him off. Vegans. Vegans. That's, that's the, sec a it's the second time you've that's brought a them up. Funny. A meat eater. It's the second time in this podcast you've brought them up. You've got a real thing against vegans, haven't you? No. Wait, when did I bring them up before? You, you, you went on some bizarre rant last week about. Um, tofu being like the zombies are vegans oh. or something oh yeah i remember, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah like i i still stand by that <laughs> it's a solid theory it's not even a theory it's confirmed yeah. yeah um but yeah so 
you finish off the monster and then then um jill shoots him with the magnum and says stars i'll give you stars and it's so cool it's like the coolest part of that whole game and then our remake comparison coming in soon that goddamn thing okay (laughs) you know it's like you know nemesis starts chasing you he's like and jill's like you want stars i'll give you and then you get hit maybe you got hit if you're bad (laughs) no but you can literally you can get the the probably jill's most recognizable line of all time interrupted what the hell you're not happy about that are you i am not i would say at all i would say jill's most recognizable thing isn't the line it's the the slap that she gives carlos that's my my favorite part boom she slaps him so hard um slaps that man into a new haircut yeah he needs it um so we we should probably round it off and i think we should round it off with a little bit of did you know random facts do you want some (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure you probably do know these but i'll give them to you anyway such amount of jars specifically yeah most probably we'll see well like like in in his defense jars has played this far more recently than i have Oh, no, I've played it more recently than all of you. Oh, that... I played it during the podcast. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's... He's he's really so... what a man, <laughs> He's really outdone us there. Okay, so <laughs> fact fact number one. Uh the Nemesis was inspired by the T one thousand from Terminator Two. Did you know this? Oh I I can believe that. Oh, I, yeah. believe that. It, I mean it's the nineties, right? So what else yeah. are you watching? And I... And I didn't make a Terminator reference earlier. So. You did, and I thought you were going to give the game away on my cool fact. <laughs> Do you think I'd actually research this? What the fuck? Yeah, but maybe you just know this stuff. Um, I, I also thought I'd revisit the thing that I seem to have done two times in a row now, which is differences to the novel. Oh. So the SD... Oh, <laughs> just, just turns off. Ugh. Books. Ugh. <laughs> Reading. <laughs> words listen to this dork go on um from what i can tell i haven't actually read this book i've only read the first one but um uh from why the impression i get is that this book is the most like the game um it's only got little differences and the main differences are um some of the characters have got different names like um for seemingly no reason i don't really understand why like tyrell patrick is called ken franklin and um ken franklin ken franklin yeah that's a cool name i like that name um and murphy murphy seeker is replaced by someone called randy thomas so there you go randy this was made by like japanese people because that's the most american sounding name i've ever heard (laughs) it really is isn't it (laughs) (laughs) randy reagan Apple Pie Thomas. Buddy Burger. That's that's, <laughs> that was the best you could that was the best you could come up with. <laughs> that's a freebie for you guys. That was, wow. like, that was Buddy Burger is the best thing you could have ever come up with. Um you want me to come up with another one? No, I think then? I don't I don't think you could ever top Buddy Burger as an American name. Hunter Hot Dog. Hunter Hot Dog. They're all very food based. <laughs> I mean, I said apple pie. Uh, this game is the first Resident Evil game to feature the Samurai Edge version of the handgun. 
Oh, because that's like a staple, right? Of the of the series. Yes, it is. And it was it was only in this oh, one first. Yes, this, this was its first one. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh, happy to provide. I can tell you one thing: the novel does do that the game desperately should have done, which is try to vaguely explain why Jill is wearing such a ridiculous outfit. Because she, because I mean, I just assume it's because she's like a chick in the nineties, and so she's wearing boob tube and miniskirt. In the book, yeah. Actually, in the book, it goes out of its way to explain that Jill chose that outfit because of its ease of movement. Uh, I've got a better one. Go I've got a better one. She was gonna try distracting the zombies. <laughs> try seducing <laughs> them. Which is, I always try to seduce the zombies, but they never let me. They never let you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I, Okay, so oh, in this oh, instance, it's because you're playing Jill. You gotta play Claire, my guy. That's true, yeah. Oh, well, no, I did try playing Claire, and I played some RE2 remake last night, and I tried seducing the zombies. I still didn't like that. Wait, you played the RE2 so... remake last night? Yes. Even though you knew you were doing a podcast on RE3, the original, today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you purposely <laughs> played a different Resident <laughs> Evil game. <laughs> So good. Thanks for that. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly as well, I think I heard somewhere on a fact video that's far more coherent than what I'm doing right now. Um, it said that in the game, her wearing the boob tube and miniskirt was a choice made by the female members of staff at Capcom. And that the men preferred the design where she was wearing trousers. Huh. Yeah, that seems... Bro, pants are hot. That seems the opposite of what I thought would happen. <laughs> Remake Joel pulls off the pants like, real yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, she that's the thing about Jill. Oh, she She's, does. Jill doesn't need to dress functionally because she herself is functional. So she can happily yeah. just dress like a weird 90s chick. <laughs> yeah, and still be action, action ready. Um, so I got some more facts. I got another one here, which is... Uh, a poster for Biohazard 4 is in the game. Um, really? Yeah, on the wall of the restaurant in the game, it says Biohazard 4. I think long before Biohazard 4 was like a thing, I think it just, oh. it's almost like a joke, I think. There's also a poster for Dino Crisis in the hospital as well. Um, the we last... need to talk about the extra costume. Oh my god, there's so many, right? Yeah, yeah there's a Regina's one, of course. Leather thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, I think this and game also has a regular police officer one as well, which is cool. I like that mm -hmm. one. But I think this game has the most secret costumes of all the Resident Evil games up to this point. Um, yeah, because uh, most other ones just have like two, or the costumes are blatantly two, given to you. Yeah. Does Carlos have an secret costume in this, or is it just Jill? Um, I think it's just Jill. I think Jill has Jill. like four. Oh yeah, because you go to like a I you go Jill to has a... six. You go to like a clothes shop, don't you, in the game or something? There's a at the beginning. You need a key. In order to get the key, you have to complete the game once. Right, okay, yeah. And the costumes are Regina from Dino Crisis. I think her stars outfit, is that right? Yeah. Police outfit. There's like a disco one, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one yeah, of them is like a, a disco, disco one. one. Well, I, I knew there was a disco one. <laughs> I could just boot up my RE3 Stop! Stop oh, opening RE3 also, during the podcast. It also appears there's a <laughs> no. cheerleader one as well. There's a, a cheerleader? Yeah. Spicy. 
<laughs> oh yeah. I thought there was a leather one, or is that just Regina? So I said leather. Yeah, there is a leather one. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that one in great detail. Okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Joris over here is simply oh, for a polygon. Some, some uncomfortable input <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not denying that. So my final fact is that um, apparently the design for Nemesis was a rejected design for Mr. X from RE2. Do you know this? Did not. Yeah, apparently. That makes sense, though. Yeah, and they were like, hey, you know that bold guy with the big teeth we drew? Let's bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so that's RE3. I think we basically did it, right? I mean, like, do you think this game still holds up? I think yeah. it does. Yeah, I think it does. I think I it's still I think it's still hard. I think it's it's definitely one of the harder Resident Evil games. Oh yeah. I can confirm. Yeah. Well <laughs> you got one percent in and gave up. <laughs> Crypt said eight percent. So he, I think he's just being I think he's just trying to not hurt your feelings. Thank you, Crypt. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, man. I got I you. Yeah. But if you I would say if you do want to get into this game and give it a go, give the original PC a go. Go for it without saving. That's what I say. Go all in. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, thanks for ha thanks for uh, joining us today, Crypt. It was very exciting. I'm glad that we actually had someone who vaguely knew what they were talking about for once, as opposed to me and Charles, <laughs> just sort of being like, uh, just sort of remember that game. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. Yeah, it was very good. Um, oh. I, I don't know what you're thinking, Charles, but I think we might maybe give Resident Evil a bit of a rest for a while and maybe move on to a different franchise? Yeah, we totally did not talk about this for a bit. How does Silent Hill 1 through 3 sound? I've never heard of it, but it sounds real bad. Take <sighs> that. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Hey, keep in mind you're talking about 1 through 3, not done poor. It's true, yeah. I love that. Yes, we're talking about 1 through 3. <laughs> for homecoming. Yeah, those are the only two we're going to talk about. Those are the best ones. Oh, yeah. and, that, ones? and that boring one where you have to like fill out a test or something before you do it. I've never... You know the one I'm talking about, the one of the Wii. Isn't that uh, the, the one... Wii one? The Wii one, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I've been Raspian. Giles has been here as well. Krypton has been very, very kind for us to come along. Uh, I'd strongly recommend you search up the Resident Evil Discord on Discord. It's the most popular one. Join it on there. You'll be able to chat with Krypton. He's always happy to chat to you. He's the most jolliest person I've ever met. Um, Unless you're my no. enemy. Yeah, in which case, he'll kill you. He will. I've seen him yes. do um, it. Yes. But yeah, yeah you'll uh, you'll also get me and Jars on there as well. Oh yeah, we're, we're the worst. We are the worst. But, but, Crypt's, but Crypt's the best, so at least he's on there. But yeah, definitely check it out. It's worth it. And uh, we will see all of you next time. <laughs>